This week on The Pour Over, Joe and Dill continue their discussion on Dead to Me, a newly released Netflix show about the comedic side of loss, grief, and forgiveness. Listen in as they discuss episodes 7 and 8 of... It's actually wrong. It's 9 and 10. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Those episodes of the new dark comedy, <laughs> Dead to Me, was poured all over. Hey friends, and welcome to the Pour Over Podcast, which is by myself, Dill, and Joe. Each week, we bring you our thoughts on a certain episode of a TV show, and most importantly, chit-chat about the very thing so many of us depend on each morning, coffee. This time, we're chatting about Dead to Me, a new TV comedy on Netflix. But before we get into all that, let's catch up with the Pour Over Boys. What's up, Joe? Yo, 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 man. What's up? How do you, how you like that little beginning segment? Hey, yeah, that's good. Hopefully the <laughs> listeners get it, you know, pick up on that. That's all, every time they do that on the show, I'm like, what What the, why, why are they doing this? I, but, it's supposed to be funny. Yeah. It's supposed to be like a running joke, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, but yeah, man, I've been doing pretty good. Uh, just chilling, you know, um, drinking some new coffee. Okay. Uh, AKA Cat in the Cloud or Cat in oh, Cloud. Yeah, yeah. Cat in yeah. Cloud. Uh, that you sent me actually recently. You said there was a sale that you picked up a couple bags. Mm-hmm. That's right. Nice. Uh, how, nice. how you liking it? Uh it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I, I like the um the Honduras, the one that you sent out of um Damien Chavez's farm. It has some pretty complex flavor notes. It's got um kiwi. And the other side, white chocolate, which I think is interesting. And they kind of described it as a vibrant complexity. Hmm. Can't say I taste all those things, but definitely uh, a tasty, tasty cup. Hmm. Good to know. Yeah, I, I ordered a bag too. It hasn't gotten here yet, so I haven't got to try it. But I ordered a bean from Brazil. Okay. Um, and I think it's a pulp natural process. That's kind of one of the reasons I want to try it out. I feel like usually uh, buy the washed processed beans. Mm. Also, the flavor notes kind of caught my attention. It just says straight peanut butter and jelly. Ooh. Dang, that's... So. That's a, that's a pretty interesting flavor combination, or not an interesting flavor combination, but a, a unique one to coffee. Yeah, so I'm interested to to see how that bean is, but yeah, it hasn't come in yet, so maybe next week uh, I'll talk about it. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. The have you ever had a natural processed bean before? I can't say that I have. I feel like maybe once or something, although I'm not entirely sure, but. Yeah, I think I noticed almost like 90% or more of the beans I buy, when I do notice, they say washed. Mm. So I'm interested to see what the natural process or the pulp natural is going to be like. Yeah. I don't know. Have you? Uh, No, I, I I feel like I have, but I can't be sure. I mean, I think I've had like uh, an Ethiopian natural processed one. Mm. Uh, yeah, I told you I was going to look in my bag and, and kind of see if, if I have one of those... Um, one of the uh, used wrap used uh, containers that had coffee in it, but forgot to do it before the show. I will let you know afterwards, though, if uh, mm-hmm. if I did. But um, yeah, I wonder what the properties and the kind of the flavor profiles are of those in general. Do you, do you have any idea? I am not one hundred percent sure, but I know the difference is because you know coffee, like the bean itself, is kind of like. 
I don't know if seed is the right word, but there, there's mm-hmm. a fruit around it. There's like a cherry, right? Like, yeah, yeah, the cherry. Mm-hmm. And in the wash process, which is usually what I drink, they kind of wash all of that off mm. when they, they're processing it. But with a the natural, they kind of leave it on, and it kind of adds some some flavors in there, I guess, from mm. the cherry itself is what I've been told. Mm. And apparently I was reading the descriptions and stuff on Cat and Cloud, Apparently, natural process is kind of a divisive topic, I guess, if people oh. like it or not, which would kind of make sense because I mostly see washed. Maybe that's just more so what people like. Yeah. So I don't know what makes it divisive or what people don't like or like about it, but mm. you know, I'm interested to find out, see if I can even tell the difference. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like the natural process is kind of a more... Um, uh, what's the word? Kind of a, cl- I won't say classic, but it, it has more heritage to it. Maybe I, th- I think mm. the wash process is is a bit more of a modern technique in in coffee mm. production. And then and then there's also the the I think honey washed or honey natural. Have you seen that oh, before? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've seen that. I don't know if that's like the pulp natural or something. I think those are the distinctions. I think there are different kinds of natural. I think honey is one of those, mm. and it doesn't mm. actually refer to actual honey being put on the on the beans, but rather, I think it has something. I think it, I think it might have to do with maybe not washing it, but adding water to it so that the 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 fruit is kind of hydrated as it dries mm. and it kind of leaves a a sheen on it. I, I don't know. I'm just making stuff up at this point, <laughs> but. <laughs> Uh yeah, I, I guess we'll have to do our research and kind of kind of look at more into that. Yeah, yeah, that's like like I said before. I think last week is stuff that I looked into when I first got into coffee, and then I just started drinking it after a while and not thinking as much about that stuff. I think it'd be mm-hmm. interesting, you know, just to be more active, more kind of aware of the bean that I'm drinking, and maybe be able to hone down on maybe what I like more. Um, yeah. For sure, for sure. Uh, you yeah. you up on the Ethiopians now, huh? Yeah, I've been drinking that. Uh, I think it's called Wallachu <laughs> Wachu Ethiopian. Uh-huh. Um, hope I don't get too much hate for that pronunciation. But <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good. It's, it's a little different than what I'm used to since I, I don't always buy Ethiopians. I used to a lot more in the past, mm-hmm. but I stick more to, I think, Central America, Latin America nowadays. Okay. And yeah. I would say... While so the the um, flavor notes that they wrote on the bag are tart peach, orange juice, and magnolia. I don't know if I can really discern those specifically. Mm. I would say in, in general, from my opinion, if I had to describe, it, is that the cup is just a little brighter. Okay. Um, it's not. I want to say it's acidic in a bad way, but it's brighter. So maybe those are some of those like fruity notes. Maybe it's supposed to be the peach. I just can't really get it out. Okay. But yeah, I would say yeah. the one thing I kind of really notice is kind of the, the body or the, like the mouthfeel feels lighter. I think um, I, I want to say thin, mm. but I think that has a negative connotation. But it's, it's lighter, thinner in a positive way, okay. if that makes sense. I don't know if that's the orange juice, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah. Kind of coming through or what, but... It's I, I found like that's pretty different from what I'm usually drinking. So it's good. I, I like it so far. Mm. I think I'm still trying to dial it in in that sense. But as a whole, I like it. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. 
Interesting. I I, I got to think about that flavor descriptor, thin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I was just trying to think about it, and that's kind of what came up, because yeah. I was having a hard time pinning it all down. But. Hey, I feel like the more that I drink coffee, the the less I know, and the less <laughs> I think about it, I just drink it. Kind of, you know, these days I'm just kind of going by good cup, bad cup. Like, if I make a good yeah. cup, it's good. If I make a bad cup, it's, bad. it's hard to drink. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That, that's That's the... That's essentially what I think about too. And sometimes I'll just sit there and try to think and just be like, oh yeah, I got nothing. All right. <laughs> just put it back down. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Not going to quit my day job. Yep, yep, yep. Well, uh, you know, while we were chatting, I did look up a little bit about the uh, pulp natural process. Okay. And uh, educate us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So it is a modern, actually, coffee production process. And it was invented in Brazil about 15 years ago. Uh, that's what, pretty recent. Yeah, pretty recent. This is what this website is telling me. And it, it tends to have more body, less acidity, and can have a cleaner, more uniform quality than the full natural dry. So mm. the, I guess the pulp natural is a, is a variation of the natural dry process. Okay. Um, and I think it's also associated with the honey process. I think they're actually one in the same. Hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's supposed to just distinctly be distinct from the other kind of coffee processes. Mm, okay. Well, if I brew it and drink it and it doesn't taste any different, maybe the blame is on me. <laughs> it's yeah, like, we'll see. I feel like something like that that's pretty different. I think I should be able to tell the difference, or I would hope so. Yeah. Um, it seems pretty kind of fundamental to how the bean was made before I, I it got to me. Mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, let us know, man. Let us know how, how it tastes next week. Yeah, I will report back. Any other coffee news or happenings for you? Any coffee shops that you went to recently? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I did visit a coffee shop. I already told you about that, Dylan, uh, called Epic Coffee Shop hey, in Epic. Kettering. Yep. It's a fairly new place, but they have a lot of reviews. I mean, like, I think they're, like, in the upwards of 700. Whoa. Um, yeah. Crazy. But uh, it's located in a pretty um, pretty active suburban part of Dayton. Mm. So, you know, shout outs to Epic if y'all are listening. I really liked the interior and the overall feel of the place. It was uh like a very clean, very um kind of contemporary space that was decorated with kind of medieval like yeah, like, you know, if you think of epic like as like like, you know, like a like epic story or something involving knights mm. and 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 castles and kingdoms and stuff. You get that vibe immediately when you walk in. Very cool. How was the coffee? The coffee was good. Uh, I I got a a cappuccino, a dry cap, and it came out really nicely. Uh, no no latte art, which is fine. Um, just kind of something to note. And um, the prices were, I would say. Pretty pretty average. My my cup was four four dollars. Um, see what else? 
I, I can't remember what beans they have. I think they, they have a local bean. It could be deeper roots. Um, but yeah, everything was, was pretty good. I'll have to definitely check it out again to, to kind of, kind of see what it's all about. Nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah I've been kind of lacking on my coffee shop, uh, visits, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. I think ever since summer kind of hit, uh, my schedule, I'm still kind of readjusting to the new schedule. So I haven't really been out to the coffee shops quite as much. Ah, uh, okay. But yeah, it's all right. I don't mind doing more home brewing, plus saves me some money. True, true. Yeah. You kind of in the opposite mode as last time we were talking where you hadn't really brewed at home, but you got a little bit of stuff outside of outside of your house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool, cool. Well, hey, man, you uh, cool to get into this Dead to Me discussion? Oh, yes, for sure. All right, man. Yeah, this is going to be our final episode on Dead to Me. Uh, we've been talking about it for five weeks, going on five weeks, including today. And so, you know, I'm, I'm excited to wrap this up and kind of put it in the coffin, so to speak. Mm. So Dead to Me is a new TV comedy that's recently released on Netflix. It stars Christina Applegate as a widow who's mourning the sudden loss of her husband and Linda Cardellini, her new free-spirited companion who shares a grim connection to her husband's passing. Dead to Me explores the topics of loss, grief, and forgiveness through the hilarious friendship of Jen and Judy. All right, man. And we learned a lot more about that relationship and some peripheral relationships that are really uh, bringing some things into light that are changing Jen and Judy's relationship. So, mm-hmm. you know, we've been through the thick of it. We're at the end here, episodes 9 and 10. Um, but yeah, let's get started with episode 9, man. In episode 9... Um, What's going on in episode nine? We find out, basically, we kind of get into Nick's world as he's investigating, right? And mm-hmm. he actually confronts Steve. They yes. have, like, a little interaction, right? Um, so he's kind of doing his thing. And then later on, Steve confronts, confronts Judy about the fact that she realizes, that he realizes that um, that uh, that he, he basically knows. Um, mm-hmm. And then, and then after that, uh, you know, we also see Jen going to Lorna and uh, doing a job through her because essentially, you know, since she left Chris, she's, I guess, you know, she's kind of struggling now, mm-hmm. um, you know, to, to pay the bills and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought it was nice that they brought back a lot of these supporting characters, kind of people we've talked about wondering if we would really see them again. Mm. You know, Lorna, she kind of comes in and out. Chris, now that she's not, or Chris isn't working with Jen anymore, yeah. kind of wondering if he'll be around, or even Nick, because, you know, Nick and Judy broke up. So I feel like episode nine, in some ways, was reintroducing a lot of these characters, mm-hmm. just giving them a little bit more of a role than before. So I, I kind of liked it. As a whole, episode nine, I feel like, was the setup for the finale mm. in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still, I still enjoyed it overall. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we learned a lot about uh, Ted's death and just other background things that we didn't really know about. You know, Steve, we realized that he's, or based on Judy's accusations, that he's he's kind of a criminal. Mm-hmm. It's kind of how how he's rich, right? Right, he is in the money so, laundering. Um, yeah, situation. yeah, 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 yeah. It's interesting. And yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, um, I was just gonna say. And De- Detective Perez comes back into this yes. and 
very begrudgingly, perhaps, because all these people come into her trying to talk to her, and she's kind of like, uh, just let me do my job. Yeah, I feel like she doesn't really care a lot about the case about Ted until mm. a little bit later. But Interesting. yeah, so kind of bringing everyone back. Yeah, yeah, they um, uh, per, uh blah, blah, blah. Detective Perez um is is in is in two scenes really or three you know because at the end too, but she sees she sees Nick he comes in and he he's kind of giving her this case and this new evidence and then mm-hmm. she also sees Judy and she comes in and we think Judy is about to tell the truth yeah <laughs> once again she swerves and Swerve. she does not so yeah, she I, I was caught off guard by that I was like, really right, Judy you finally gonna give it up. And then she didn't. And it's about this whole other thing about Steve, mm-hmm. which was, I guess, it can't be too surprised, maybe. But they just, we in general don't have a lot of background on Steve. Yeah. Um. So I was just like, okay, okay. I think Judy, in some ways, was trying to get back at him. Right. It seemed like. I think that adds, like, another layer to Steve as the bad guy, but a little too late so to speak, yeah. in in this season. I would be curious how that affects him next season, but he's Ooh. no longer here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, RIP. Uh, and another person who's no longer here, and we're kind of jumping the gun here, is Abe. Oh, yeah. We lost bummer, Abe dude. in episode nine. Yeah, that's sad. I, I liked Abe a lot. It is interesting because... I think Steve comes and talks to Judy at the at the home, I think, at her work. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about how, essentially, I think Judy wants to tell Jen and all that. And yeah. they're talking about the whole thing. And then Abe overhears all of it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, which yeah. I was like, why, why are y'all having this conversation in a hallway in the public? But whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little kind of awareness would be yeah. nice here. Yeah, but Abe, as the nice grandpa caring guy that yeah. he is, he talks to uh, Judy and kind of gives, a- Abe gives Judy some, I don't know about advice, but try to comfort her, encourage her and all that. Right, right. So I think that's nice. A- Abe in general is, he's sort of a father figure in some ways, kind of mm. fill in as needed. He can be comedic relief right. or kind of this encouragement that Judy needs. And in that, and when he passed too, it was at that point kind of felt like Judy was losing all her relationships mm-hmm. that she had built up either before the show or during the show. Right. Cause she, she convinced her or she confessed to Jen. Mm, finally, yes, right. And we, we can talk a bit about that too, yep. but um, she, I mean, she's losing Steve, she's losing Jen and her family, quote unquote. Now they start hey, calling it. Yep. And then A was really all she had left. Yep. And then she finds out that he's gone too. Yeah. And so I felt bad for for Judy, you know. It's kind of the disintegration, I think, of just all her relationships and the people that she loves. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Abe had an interesting comment before he uh, left that conversation with Judy, which is the last time she heard from him. He said, the truth shall set you free. Mm, that's right. And what happens at the end of the episode? Yeah. She tells the truth. So I yeah. I think there might be something there. 
Yeah. What'd you what'd you think of that? When she finally kinda comes and tells Jen all about it. Mm-hmm. What what would you think of that whole scene and that conversation? Uh I was a little worried that she wouldn't say anything again. Uh mm-hmm. that she wouldn't tell the truth. But I felt like the whole season had been building up at this point. I really liked it. I thought it was um I thought it was it had it had a strong emotional impact. And uh I also really liked Jen's reaction. I thought it was very yeah. realistic. I think once again, um Applegate does an excellent job at conveying just that confused, conflicted like hate, like just that, mm. you know, cuz she 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 just says you can die after, yeah. you know, Judy's like, what can I do? How can I atone? Like, that's, that's just what I want to do is I want to make it up to you. And it's like, you really think if you were in Jen's shoes, like, how can you make that up to me? Yep. You know, so like, I think she gives a very convincing performance there. Yeah. Uh, what'd you think of it? Yeah, 100%. I think the the first thing I noted was just Jen's face. You know, Christina Applegate mm-hmm. is just this, it's hard to describe, but like you're saying, it's exactly what I th- would expect yeah. from someone in that situation. Like mix of confusion, horror, some hatred comes in mm-hmm. as you kind of, the truth sinks in. It's just not some generic shocked surprise face. Yeah. Right. And she kind of held it too for a while yeah. as, as you know, Judy was talking to her. So definitely props to the acting on that one. And is you know they I think they introed it a little maybe comedic in some ways because uh, Jen is really broken up and thinking about that night that Ted died because mm-hmm. they they had a fight right that kind of brought all this up right and she's right. thinking about it she's kind of hurt and then Judy comes and Jen's like it's my fault I hit him mm. like she physically hit him mm-hmm. which caused him which to we leave didn't know about. And then he got hit mm-hmm. yeah we don't know about that. And then Jen is just like, yeah, I hit him. And Judy says, I hit him. Yeah, and Jen yeah. is just really confused, what thinking that Judy is trying to do some weird Judy, like, caring kind of thing or whatever. But then they just kind of repeat, I hit him back and forth for a few seconds. Right, until right. Until Judy actually confesses what she's meaning. Mm. So, yeah, you know, I, I think this was the buildup that the whole series was kind of leading to this whole time we kind of it got teased here and there throughout right right it's finally it i I thought they did a pretty good job yeah and yeah you you see very much i think all the things that judy was afraid of yeah for sure basically happening because she didn't want to lose these people like earlier in the episode they kind of shift some language i think where jen is saying this family like they're they're a family right Mm -hmm. like Judy has this family, which is Jen and her two sons. And then Judy kind of, that helps her get over all all the other things happening with Steve and whatnot. And then Jen's just like, you can die, you know? She <laughs> she kind of rejects her. Yeah, just <laughs> and casually. That's, I mean, it's, it's very appropriate. Yeah, yeah. Like, it makes sense, right? And all these, I don't know how logical and rationally Judy is thinking about it, but this is exactly what she was afraid of, I think, just being cut out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So now we, you know, we can move on to episode 10, if you're cool with that. Um, Yeah, for sure. So in episode 10, we start to kind of see everything wrap up. Uh, Judy is kind of spiraling out, and she's 
you know, going to the bank. She's pulling out this money uh, that Steve has linked with her. You know, I don't really know why she does that. I guess we'll find out more. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously trying to get what's hers. Um, you know, also, uh, Jen's life seems to be going pretty good. She um, is, um, you know, she's reconnecting with the Mexican lasagna lady. Uh, <laughs> they have a they have a wine. You can clearly tell things are kind of awkward. Yeah. Um, and she's basically living life without Judy. Um, mm-hmm. until she gets to the house where she's selling with Lorna, discovers that Steve pulled out of the sale mm-hmm. and then finds Judy like in this room with her in the bathroom or something. Yeah. She's like, yeah. what the hell are you doing here? Kind of thing. So we see all these things happening in, in Jen, Jen's life. And then Judy kind of comes back into it. Basically, um, in the end, we get to the scene with Jen and Steve because now Steve's going and trying to confront Jude, uh, Jen um, and kind of fi- trying to find Judy, really, to to find out where that money went. And mm-hmm. like we said, what happens in the end of this season, Jen shoots Steve mm-hmm. and his body is in the pool. So, man, what do you think about the season finale and um, kind of how, how did you think how everything ended? Yeah, it's interesting. As a whole, I would say, I guess I liked it. You know, I I didn't love it. Mm. I think there are some things that I felt could have been done a little bit better. But as a whole, like this cliffhanger with Steve and all of it, I think that was done pretty well in some ways. Yeah. Because it's kind of the whole premise of the show is this death of Ted brings Jen and Judy together. Mm -hmm. Right? And they go through all this, and at the end of season one into season two now, it's another death Ooh. that brings them together again. And it happens but to be the other person. there's so partner. much more to the relationship now. hmm Yeah, so I'm, you know, I, I'm interested to see where they take it. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I, I think, um, the, once again, in this episode, you know, what, what happens in the end is really what the whole episode is building up to. I mean, mm-hmm. you see kind of glimpses of what life could be like when, when Jen finds out the truth from Judy. I think it gives her almost this sense of closure for her to move on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at least just knowing who did it, uh, she can cut Judy out of her life. And you just see, you know, Jen, um, you know, um, Moving forward, and you know, and and her son comes back in the picture too. Charlie, he comes back. We didn't say this earlier. After uh, living with um, Lorna, and so you know, they share a moment too. And 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 Jen is is gets to hear for the first time out of Charlie's mouth, "I love you," back. And so mm-hmm. you know, we see all these little things happen in in Jen's life um, as a result. Maybe maybe as a result, maybe not as a result. The universe is smiling upon her, I guess. And you know, all these positive things are happening. Um, so yeah, I do. I do wonder now where season two is going to take it, as far as what is Jen and Judy's life going to look like now, and um, and and has Jen forgiven Judy? Like, is there a sense mm-hmm. of is there like a little bit of a forgiveness there that now that she's taken taken Steve's life? I don't. I don't know. Yeah, kind of the fallout of Judy's confession and all of that, and then also Judy's. 
uh, spiraling out, you could say, in episode 10. I feel like all of that was just a little bit rushed Hmm. in some ways in terms of the pacing. I just felt it was too short-lived. So hopefully, benefit of the doubt, I assume it will still be a part of their dynamic into season two. Okay. Uh, Hopefully, just kind of, I mean... It only I don't know how much time in in the show's world it's been, but it hasn't been very long that Judy yeah. confessed, right? And then, yeah, we we really see her uh, coming to the bottom. I think rock bottom because she tries to get herself killed too. She goes to the That's spot true. where Ted was, where where she killed Ted. Yep, and she tries to get run over. And, of course, she doesn't Mm because someone stops, right? But I think that's supposed to show she's at her low now. Yeah. Kind of lowest low sort sort of place. And uh, Jen, you know, this this death, Jen killing uh, Steve brings them back together. But so I I, I get what they're going for Mm -hmm. with all of that. I just felt like squeezing it all into one episode just feels too short. Yeah, yeah. For it to really hit. But that's just kind of what what they do what, what, with the show. Um, it's a fast limited, show, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's a, very it's a fast, fast pace show. as a whole. So I, I think it, it helps in some areas, but others it just makes some things seem a little like superficial or just too quick. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like I like this, but I don't love it because I think there are other approaches to make some of those more deeper emotional things. Yeah, kind of kind of hit harder. Yeah, just kind of going off what you're saying, I felt like Steve's death was kind of rushed. Mm. It it kind of didn't make a whole lot of sense. I mean, I get I get the heightened emotion in that scene, you know, and everything was leading up, leading up perfectly. I mean, Jen got the training on how to shoot the the pistol yeah. from the lasagna lady, and then you know he he happens to be there in his backyard, and you know, not the person yeah. she's intending to kill, but. You know, coincidentally, the person who was in the car, because Steve confesses that to her. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I think next season it's going to focus on Jen and Judy's relationship and, and them both being kind of these criminal people. Yeah. I think it's going to get darker, to be honest. I think it's going to be going to be kind of like a, you know, how do we, how do we move on? And, you know, we both have, we both are are kind of two people who are struggling with grief and and have been directly mm. uh the perpetrators of that you know we 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 both killed people you know yeah yeah for sure i think two two things just going off with what you're saying like the whole steve's death thing i yeah i felt like that's not where they were going to go to me because they're building up. They're finally getting more of his background. We realize he's a criminal. He has all this money, money launderer, all that stuff, right? We get this new info about Steve. Yeah. Then they just kill him like that. It feels weird in, yeah, in that yeah. way. That they would wait till the end of the season to reveal more info, kind of develop him a bit more, and then just kill him off. Hmm. So, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I would prefer this, but... Would these Greek criminals come and become the new antagonists or something? Like, I don't think that'd be a good direction for the show to head. Yeah. But in order for them to almost justify all the time they spent on Steve's uh, criminal activity in the past two episodes, like that would make sense. But I don't know. And and then even what they're gonna, what's gonna happen in at the aftermath of Jen killing Steve, like. 
it it would not make sense to me in any way for it to be another cover up kind of deal mm-hmm. like with Judy and Steve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you know that one hit and run, sure, that makes sense. But with this, she straight shoots this guy in her backyard. Like one, Henry definitely heard. sees it through the window. Oh, like he's there. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. The gun they have is very loud, yep. so all the neighbors are going to hear that. She got the security cameras going mm-hmm. that she just oh, installed. Oh, yeah, that too. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. So it, it probably will come back to that whole, what the lasagna lady said, like, you know, if you tell someone to leave your house and they don't, you can shoot them. Fun mm-hmm. fact. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, I feel like that's going to be kind of the hinge hinging point. And then, yeah, maybe they'll just show it on the cameras. I don't know. Right. Um, might just be some justified short-lived like episode one is the aftermath and episode two is just something totally different i don't yeah, know like i wouldn't be 10 surprised. years later kind of thing Ooh, you ooh. know hmm all right man well whew. let's go let's go over some some a couple of things then let's just talk a little bit about uh faves and underrated characters things like that mm. So real quick, are you team Jen? Are you team Judy? Or are they one and the same? Oh, okay. Interesting caveat there. Yeah. I would say they're different enough to me to see how they, at least in their approaches to life. Uh huh. I mean, they're both pretty flawed people, as we all are. But uh, I think I would tend to take the side of Jen. Okay. I think in terms of like, um, just, I mean, Jen's life is, is fairly tragic and it kind of, I, I, I feel for her I mean, when she shares about her relationship with Ted and how that just wasn't really going anymore, mm-hmm. yep, you know, yep. all that, that, that was very real. Like that's real. That that was very, very real. You know, after she said, after the mastectomy, all, all mm-hmm. that stuff, I was like, oh wow, this show t- suddenly became very, very, very real. So all <laughs> of that and all of this aftermath, like yeah, I'm in a support of Jen, whereas Judy, as kind-hearted, well-intentioned she may be, mm-hmm. I think they're still a little bit off in that, yeah, it's not the right way to go about things. Right, right. So for me, Team Jen, what about you? Yeah, so this is kind of a trick question, because uh, I, I, okay. think, I think Netflix is actually Team Jen and Judy. Like, okay. they're not really contrasting characters. I mean, I think the show's meant to kind of bring them both together. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I would say I would see Team Jen. You know, I just, I, I, I can, I can empathize, empathize more with her. Um. But at the same time, I understand Judy, in that I think she's someone that's being manipulated by outside forces. Mm. Like she is, she's also someone I think who does not believe she has much of a of a locus of control in her life that her Mm. locus of control is external that she feels like her life is controlled by Steve controlled by the universe, you know, like karma controlled by, you know, this peer pressure she feels, um, Mm. you know, cause in those moments where she has a chance to tell the truth, she chooses not to depending on the situation. And the only time that she actually did was when she was, with Jen and I think she just felt this overwhelming guilt because Jen was beginning to take on the very sin that she committed, like the very thing mm-hmm. that she committed. So I definitely feel for Judy, but I'm ultimately team Jen. 
Yeah, makes sense. Um, what about you regarding most underrated supporting character? Hmm. That's that's kind of hard because I think most of the supporting characters are actually pretty good. I, I like I think all of them mm. a lot. I just I wish some of them get more screen time. Yeah, yeah. Than they do, right? We've talked about before. If I had to choose one, I think I would say I, I like Chris a lot. Okay, interesting. Sort of because he, like, okay, we've talked about how a lot of the characters feel like plot points or semi one dimensional just to help the Gen Judy story arcs. Yeah, which yeah. I think is still very true, but in some ways, I feel like Chris kind of stands on his own at least a little bit. Mm. Like he breaks up with Jen professionally, and he's just out there kind of doing his thing. So I I like Chris a lot. Um, mm. Yeah, what about you? Uh, I I did I did like Chris and how he kind of wrapped up this episode uh, or this season. Uh, I like Pastor Wayne. He, he would be my pick for sure, even though he was kind of quiet in his last two episodes. He kind of played the background, like when he was baptizing Henry. Yeah. But um, he really showed up to me, you know, showed out when he uh, appeared. I think maybe it was seven or eight. Um, you know, especially just that scene between him and Jen at the retreat that he held. That yeah. to me was kind of his climax as a character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, de- definitely agree. He he w- he would have been my second. Mm. It was Chris and Pastor Wayne. Okay, the religious ones. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh Okay, uh well, let's let's go here first with the with the rating of episodes 8, uh, 9 and 10, and then we'll just talk about, you know, overarching themes, wrapping wrap up, you know, our our ending thoughts and things like that. So, yeah. yeah. Well, what would you give Episodes nine and ten, you know, overall the finale of this of this series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to go three point five. You know, oh. I I try to stay away from the halves, but I don't think it's hit that four mm. out of five level for me. Okay, and I think it's better than the past couple of episodes. So just like a little bit. So I think three five is what I will say for for my end at least, and mm. it's still a good show. At the end, I'm still interested. I still plan to watch season two, okay, just to see what happens. So it's not kind of like okay, I'm done with this now kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah, there's just I feel like this show has so much potential. Like it is good, but it could be really good. Oh. I think if they made some tweaks. Like yeah. To the pacing, to just how they develop the characters and all of that. I think those small things like would make it really, really good. Easy for, if not better. So mm. yeah, what would you take away? What's your final ratings? For me, I, I would give it a four out of five. Um, okay. I I I would give it a higher. I mean I, I wouldn't give it a five out of five, but the the ending threw me off a little bit, so I'll be generous with them. I give it a four out of five. Uh, I nice. see what you're saying with three point five. I would go there, but I felt like it wrapped up just as well as it started a little bit. Mm. It, it got better. It got better. The middle was kind of rough. It got better. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. All right, man. Well, overarching themes, takeaways, and where will season two go? So 
what are your thoughts on some of those things? Yeah, I think obviously grief and loss is what's on the surface and what's being presented. Yeah. But I think some of the deeper things being questioned now is just this idea of friendship and family Mm. and just what constitutes that and even what can like break that apart maybe Mm. in terms of Jen's family plus Judy because they all loved each other, right? And even Henry, he's like... Um, you know, I, I, I love Judy and then yeah. Jen's like, I know. And then he's like, you love her too. And then Jen, Jen's <laughs> like, nah, but, but yeah, so it's, it's just very yeah. complicated, like human relationships in general. Mm. So I think it's going to keep adding more layers to the Jen and Judy's relationship. And then we're going to be able to kind of dissect or maybe just see more of just what a real relationship is like when you got a lot of baggage, when you got a lot going on. Right. Um, and it just goes a little bit deeper in that sense. So yeah, definitely family and relationships. I feel like they're going to build that out a bit more. Mm. For me, uh, I, I would agree with that. Like the, the, the friendships part and then also the grief. And I think it kind of has us asking the question, like, what is needed or what does unite a friendship? Like, Mm -hmm. can it be something like you killed my husband? Like, can that Mm -hmm. ultimately be something that unites two people? And I think now that Jen has killed Judy's partner, we can just kind of go deeper into that because now all the cards are on the table. Like everyone knows what's what, you know, Jen knows that Judy killed Ted, and then now Judy knows Jen killed Steve, so mm. we've killed each other's partners. Yeah. Can, can, is this going to bring us together, or is this going to tear us apart, or do we even have a choice? Like, when you, when you go through such a visceral thing, like, can you, can you not think of at least the other person? Mm. You know, does, not, does that not just tie you together eternally? Mm. Interesting. Yeah, who knew? When we started this show, they would get deep like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, man, where do you think season two is going to go? In the end of two, I think we'll see Jen and Judy kind of reconciled and together. But I think that will be the, I guess, the premise or the like the through line for season mm. two is how Jen and Judy try to figure this out. Yeah, right? I agree. Because uh, season one is kind of this uh, Judy trying to atone and not wanting to reveal as Jen is suffering and grieving through losing Ted. But now, like you said, everything's on the table. All the cards are out. So now they got to figure out what they're going to do about it. Yeah. Hmm. And my hope is that some of these supporting characters get more screen time, like the kids, you know, Lorna too, I guess. <laughs> she, she, I, but, you know, uh, Chris... And, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just these other people. I I hope that they expand a bit, right? Season one was very focused on Jen and Judy, understandably. But at the same time, I think there's just a lot of other good characters they got thrown in there. So that's more of an aspirational hope. But otherwise, you know, I think it's just be them. Like, what do we do now? Yeah, just yeah. with each other because they they care a lot, but also they've hurt each other so much in ways they didn't even know to begin with. So mm. it's, it's it's hard. It's complicated. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I feel you, man. I feel you. Yep. I uh, I definitely keep my eyes open to when season two comes out. I know that Netflix has okayed season two for Dead to Me. 
So that's going to definitely be coming up. Uh, thanks for everyone for like tuning in and listening uh, to us talk about kind of this, this series that's kind of a new genre for us, I think. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a fun ride deal. I don't know about you. I had fun talking about it. Um, next time, we are going to actually explore a mini-series on HBO. Some of y'all might be aware. Uh, when They See Us, mm. the um, mini-series, yes. historical documentary, so to speak, on the Central Park Five. Mm-hmm. I see you got your phone out. You got something to say? Oh, it's actually on Netflix. Oh, it's on Netflix. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, swerve. Oh, wow. That's my mistake. But I'm, I'm like 85% sure. <laughs> no, no, you, you, you're probably right. I think because people have been talking about it, it's, it definitely would not be on HBO. Yes. But either way, yeah, I think that'll be real, real serious in some ways. You know, I, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be good. Good storytelling in, yeah. in that sense. So seems promising. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, we will, um, yeah, we'll catch y'all when we start talking about when they see us on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, you know, just like Joe was saying, I enjoyed Dead to Me, all these conversations. Uh, hopefully you listeners enjoyed it too. But just to end out this episode, as we always do, we're going to see what's making us happy this week. So, Joe, what's making you happy this week? Well, um, kind of what's making me happy this week, once again, ties with family. Mm. Um, well, I mean, I guess it's just something I realized recently. So, my grandpa is was an artist, and I think I talked about this before, but he passed away already. But this year is his 100th birthday, if he was still alive. Wow. And so, my dad uh, told me that there's an art exhibit uh, opening in in Taiwan, kind of where he where he lives, and they're hosting three artists that I think are in some way connected to my grandpa. Wow! So, uh, you know, I might potentially be going out to Taiwan to go see this uh, this art exhibit and also celebrate my grandpa's hundredth birthday with my dad. So mm-hmm. um, that's kind of making me happy this week, just thinking about you know family again and just kind of legacy, you know, things like yeah. that and kind of things that are bigger than me and um, that ultimately come back to me and kind of ask those kind of questions of, you know, what are you going to do with your life kind of thing. So, um, yeah, man, that's, that's kind of making my happy, kind of making me happy this week. I also got to see my friend in Columbus who just has a baby about, you know, uh, two months ago. Hey. So that was, that was definitely cool. Nice. Yeah. What about you, man? What's making you happy this week? Yeah, so I got I got two things. One Ooh, is okay. fairly normal, and one is kind of weird. I don't know. I'm down uh, with which the weird. One, which one you want to hear first? Let's go weird. Sure, sure. So I, I actually, I, I mean, I sent you this post on Instagram, but I discovered this. I guess you could say corner of the internet is there's just like Instagram pages dedicated to people cutting apart soap. Uh-huh. Like bars of soap is yep. I think it's called ASMR soap is kind of Something a thing. Like that. And it's weird. Now I, I watched this is how Instagram works with their algorithm. I watched one episode or one 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 video on it. <laughs> and now it's just yeah. all up in my discover me or oh, discovery section no. all the time now. It's just like you know, before the video starts, you see a hand holding this block of like colorful something. And then you know, I, I scroll on it and then they start cutting the soap. But it's so <laughs> It's weird. I don't know. I just 
like can't look away for yeah, some yeah. reason. I don't know why, but it's very, um, yeah. This is one of those weird. It's very things. satisfying. You like it? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know if I can say I like it, but I, <laughs> my actions might show that <laughs> oh I do. Yeah, so it's very, very weird. You know, if the listeners want to just waste away on the internet some more, you know, ASMR soap. Do you watch characteristic? Uh, do you watch mukbangs? Uh, no, is that the eating one? Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're like, girl, I don't know if guys do it. Guys I think do it's it. usually girls that just sit and just eat a bunch of food. Oh, you, you watch that? I do. Yeah. <laughs> I do. They're, they're, they're really yeah. interesting. Um, I don't do it because, like, I want to eat. It's just, it's strange, right? It is weird. Yeah. Like, you just, I guess it's the same thing as going to the zoo and watching people, watching animals eat and do mm-hmm. things. It's like, you kind of, I don't know. It's weird. I can't explain it. Yeah. It's just, it's like an internet thing, man, where people just do things and people enjoy it. They just eat, cut soap, do random Play stuff. Play games. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, you know, it's, I don't know, human connection huh. sort of internet weird thing. But yeah, uh, so that, that was a weird thing that I guess is making me happy. I don't even know if I would put it under that category, <laughs> but it's, it's occupied enough of my time where I'm like, okay, I mentioned it's gotta, that. Yeah, it's got to make you happy. Yeah. And the other thing real quick is just uh, this past weekend, I, I went I went camping with some some of my friends. Nice. And I, I really enjoy camping. I like the outdoors. It's not something I get to do too often. And yeah, we, we, we also rented a boat, went on the lake and had oh. a tube and we kind of went around and essentially try to, whoever was driving the boat, make the people on the tube fall off. Uh-huh. That's sort of the goal. Like we we didn't really say how long each ride was gonna be, but it essentially only stopped when someone fell off. <laughs> and we're like, oh, okay, it's good, it's good. You know, they they fell off. Now we can stop. Wow. But Do y'all just have yeah, boats. So it was fun just being out there out in the outdoors. Do y'all just have boats? Like, oh no, we, boat? we 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 had to rent one. Oh, I was like, man, that's dope. You guys, you guys got money. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like that's me, you know. We we just out here balling. <laughs> um, like like Steve throwing down eight million oh, in cash. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Not 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 quite. But yeah, it was a good time. You know, I, I like camping, just being out, doing something a little different. So very nice. Yep. Well, thanks again for talking with me, Joe. Thank you, listeners, for, show, for listening for show. in. And yeah, this is the standard outro. Alright. This was the Pour Over Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at pourover underscore show to stay up to date with the Pour Over Gang. Our artwork is by Daniel Liu. Find him on Instagram at Here Comes Daniel. Music is by Joshua Yin. You can listen to his other tracks on soundcloud.com slash kidmajestic. One word. Thanks for joining us. Take care. Peace. Yeah. Yeah.